Let me tell my FBI agent something because I know y'all listening. Go ahead. Fuck Give y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Put my shit to zero. You already listening to know my calls. You see me wiping my ass. I'm pretty sure you see me doing everything. Put my shit to zero because let me tell you something. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Manifest Podcast. This is your lovely host, Anika. Hello, and this is your Shea Butter Queen, Brittany. Yes, come on, Shea Butter Queen. How you doing? I'm good. You got some Shea Butter over there, I can see, because your face is real smooth. Is it? It is. No, I don't have anything. That girl glowing, too, under the uh, ceiling fan. I see you. Under the ceiling lights. (laughs) What's going on? How was your week? Girl, my week went by so fast. It went from, when's the last time we, oh yeah, what, last, it went, so it went from like Saturday to today real quick. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I felt that too. I thought it was just me. I mean, it was just like, just, it went by really fast. Um. I manifested productivity. I wasn't as productive as I would like to be. Um, but, you know, we still going to manifest that and, and, and do more things. But I, I feel like I've mentally, the less that I'm putting on myself, the more mental clarity I get. So that's always great. How about you? It was, like you said, the week went by really fast. It was Sunday and now it's Friday again. So I really don't know where my time be going. It's just looking at myself like a little blur on the outside. Like, okay. It's funny that you brought up the time thing because you and I were talking earlier and we've come to the conclusion that time is really a construct because, listen, it's no way this year should be as long as it's been. And it's no way this year should already be September either. And I really can't even make that make sense to anybody, but it's been a long ass year. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like a chunk of the year was taken away from us because we didn't get to do the thing we normally would do. It was, it was funny to me because when I, I text Anika, everybody, and I told her, I was like, you want to know how long 2020 has been? And I was like, we watched Love is Blind this year. Now, me thinking that we watched Love is Blind last year, and not that that means anything specific, but it just seems so far away to me. It's like, we watched this shit in February, and it's September. But it feels like, it feels like the year is long, but the the months are short. Yeah, like it feels like September is just has been like six or seven days, whereas March and April were forty-five Ooh, days at a time. Long, do you hear me? Listen, forty—they were forty-five days at a time. <laughs> How? <laughs> March and April—that's true. So it's—I don't know what this time thing is, but. It's something that is not real. I don't, but we can get into that later and all that. Definitely not real. Definitely got us all fucked up out here in these streets. Yes, definitely. Okay, guys. So this week for uh, our topic, 
I came across scroll, scrolling on Instagram. Um, Nikki, you know who Malik is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Malik. For those who don't know, she is the owner of Curlbox, mm-hmm. and she has her own podcast called Malik Taught Me. And I do listen to her podcast sometimes, but I was scrolling her stories, and she did an episode of um, things she wished she had learned in her twenties. And she was just going over it with her followers and asking questions. And it just sparked an idea of me. Like, I want to discuss, like, the things that we should have. I wish that I could tell my 20-year-old self now. Uh, I think that we spent a lot of time uh, growing up. You know, you want to be grown so bad. You want to be grown so bad. You actually get grown then it's a lot more pressure to be even more grown. So I just wanted to discuss with Anika, like the stuff that we wish that we could tell ourselves or, you know, other people around us, the best and the worst things about our 20s, I guess. Um, And then we've come up with talking points and we're just going to ping pong off of each other. So one of my first things was, and I know this is one of your first things was, was about credit. (laughs) That credit, gotta get that credit right. <laughs> it's not something that's really just what well, I I don't know about everybody else, but my household that was not something that we discussed. Um, uh, the importance of credit and how credit works and why it's important. Um, and how much credit power is worth. Like it can have a some people say having a you know a 750 credit score is a lot better than having you know ten thousand dollars on in hand um because you could do so much with your credit score um so that was something that was just super foreign to me i actually had a parent who put bills in my name so my credit was out the gate was not the best (laughs) wait a minute sis what we're not gonna do is act like you had you the only one parent who had uh light bills and cable bills in your name and shit but i think that's a black trauma thing but go ahead let me let me tell you something i cussed my daddy the fuck out i cussed my daddy out do y'all hear me i talk so bad to my damn daddy y'all don't do like you you i'm your child you supposed to be setting me up for success and here you are not paying your bills and my name is attached. First of all, how did you get my information? I'm grown, sir. I was grown when this was happening. I was an adult. When this oh, does that make it better or worse? It makes it way worse. And that's not even a word. <laughs> it makes it way worse. I was y'all, I want to tell y'all something. I want to beat my daddy ass. I never wanted to fight my daddy ever. I was very upset behind that because I'm your child. You're supposed to be setting me up for success. But then I realized like uh, my parents weren't well versed in credit and all that kind of stuff. So I can't really blame them because I don't know what their teaching was of credit and so on. And so it's probably non-existent because at one time we didn't have credit as black people. So um, I wish I had been more knowledgeable and more prepared for the credit side of life what about you yeah i definitely that all that resonates with me and i just want to be petty and point out these things first 
the okay so yeah my introduction to credit probably started before i knew that shit was being put in my name that's why i asked Brittany if it was worse better or worse and i guess as an adult it would be worse for some of your parents to still be using your shit but imagine coming home from college and you get the you get the um cable bill and you like how the fuck do i have a comcast put direct tv in my name the fuck direct tv literally the actual fucking direct tv <laughs> i get that <laughs> literally okay um no comcast or something was i was like when did this kid put in my name and i just remember my mom was like oh she just kind of scooped past it. and i'm like bro i was grown but they've been fucking my credit up so anywho i will say this i remember what i was told i I wasn't given any like really no real details and like Brittany said is i'm sure they didn't have the tools they were just kind of passing information that they had although i feel like as a parent it's your job to do research but we're not gonna talk about gen z anyway um my grandmother my paternal grandmother always told me only you only need one credit card you only need one credit card and as a child i didn't know what she meant like because first of all what do you mean you only need one like people have five you know you can't conceptualize certain things so i'm just kind of being told that and as i got older i know that she meant you don't need a macy's you don't need this you, you need one good credit card and that's all that was like her advice to me always i'm like okay um and then you know you get a credit card and i remember like talking to adults i think it was my mom maybe and it was like nobody could really tell me anything everybody was more like oh you better be careful with that almost like it was a weapon and not like something that you could use it can be a weapon but it's definitely something that you can use to protect yourself you know um so you can build yourself up and get things with it not to just oh this is free money for you to fuck up and since it's not tangible you don't have to pay that shit back to later and it doesn't physically hurt you so um yeah i just we just did we i was told about it just in spurts but not anything to actually do anything with to say hey this is how you know you know this will benefit you don't be scared of a credit card certain things like that like we didn't get set up like the watts but we did not and i want to say was i was way into my 30s when i've learned about credit and specifically um I'm not going to say 30s, but it was definitely late 20s when I started understanding the importance and of what it does. Like sometimes you, I, I had no idea like credit could stop you from getting a job. Um, I That shit is like, I want to say that's kind of recent, but I guess it depends on what field you in. But nowadays, all that shit run together. And it's just like, how you know? Yeah. I had a family member who... Um, was in the navy and had fell on hard times and was trying to get promoted for this job or or i think the job may like do a background and credit check every so often and this person got fired because their credit and so now you just imagine like building your career around something you get fired for something as simple as your credit and it's because and I say simple because of your credit, because it actually is very simple. It's not, I think we overcomplicate it because they use all these big words and interest and capital and shit we don't understand, but we don't understand it because we don't take the time to understand it. 
um, somebody who broke it down really good was Mia Ray. Um, if y'all don't know, like me and Anika, like Mia Ray stands, we love us a Mia Ray. But if you go to her IG TV, she has a, a video of how she breaks down the interest. Like, okay, if you pay five extra dollars on this $25 credit, you know, minimum payment, that could knock out months and years of your interest. Like just as simple as paying five more dollars, you know? It's like credit can hinder you from getting a house and a phone and a car and just it's a lot that goes into that and I want to say that it's all part of the system because we're not very knowledgeable on those things and to keep us in those you know cycles so I feel like it's important to if you're young don't be utilize only a certain amount of your credit what is it 30 percent 30 percent that's it of your available credit of your available credit. So if you have a hundred dollars, it does not mean, oh, I have a hundred dollars. No, you don't, you have 30% of that hundred dollars. And that's it. One way that uh, Anika and I also love the budgetista. Mm-hmm. I love her. She tells you, it's like, she breaks it down to live rich academy. She literally breaks it down. Like, okay, get your credit card, but only charge your Netflix to that credit, you know, that credit card and repay that, you know, pay it monthly. And that just having it for Netflix or having it, you know, I'm going to put $30 worth of gas in my car once a month and, you know, pay it off like that. That's something that those little things can help your credit tremendously. And not saying that your credit will get to 800 and stay there because, you know, shit happens. Like after COVID happened and us moving, I'm not going to lie, my shit was fucked. And I'm still trying to get it back to where it needs to be, but it's important to know and not be out here lost because it's set up for us to lose like that. It, it, it's, I'm glad you said that. It, it is set up that way. Um, and I like the budgetista. Her name is Tiffany Aliche because she talks about things with such enthusiasm and you actually are interested in what she's saying because it's just like okay I can hear this coming from a black woman who's making it sound like something I need to hear like how credit we we know like bits and pieces on credit you know here and there but to know like the utilization factor I think I just found that out within the last five years five years that like yeah I did yeah. too I, did, I honestly I did too like I didn't know that you did, it's just like, okay, you just know to have good credit, but nobody actually teaches you the the measurables on act on what's contributing to a good credit. Like, you know, if you're in school and you got four A's and a B, you can kind of calculate a GPA. Credit kind of works like that, but nobody really tells you that, like, these are the factors. These are the rubrics you need to be hitting. It's not hard. It's just in categories. And all you're doing is out here like, well, I got three credit cards from American Express. Okay, but if all of those are at their max capacity. Do you think you got good credit? Not necessarily. It's probably just okay because now it's saying, okay, well, you got too much you using and they like to kind of, it's like a balance. So just like Brittany said, I wish I would have known in my twenties that credit was going to be so important that it could keep you from getting things um, that you need. And, and, and also in keeping you from getting things because it is a system, you're going to be paying more for things anyway. And Thank it's you. not fair. And it's set up that way. Right. So if you use your 30% uh, of your credit card or whatever the, the limit is, 
you get better interest rates when you want to get a car. So you, you as, you know, somebody else who has a $700 credit score and you are with your 550 or whatever, y'all can both go get the same car, but your car is going to be significantly more because this other person has good credit. They should, they have shown that they are quote unquote trustworthy with money. Um, they're going to pay their bills on time. They're going to do this. So it's more of a, it's more of a, leniency and here you go i'm giving this to you whereas now your shit is you got to pay fifteen thousand dollars more because your credit isn't the best and you know get a oh yeah your interest rate interest rate is going to be 26 percent whereas this person's interest rate is going to be three percent i much rather had that three percent i mean because the logic is actually fucked up see since you can't pay you, I, I see what your history of payment is. I'm actually going to charge you more for this thing, even though clearly you can't afford it anyway. I'm actually going to let you pay more for it over time just so that if you decided to not pay it, I don't take much of a loss, but I'm going to trust this person, you know, a little bit farther because I see they pay that bill. So I ain't going to charge them that much because more than likely I'm going to get what I'm supposed to get. Right. It's fucked up, but it is what it is. Yes. And let's not, we can, we can do a whole thing. If y'all know any credit people that we can talk to please because that would just be such a dope ass conversation just the the interest rates alone like i didn't realize that some interest rates compound daily like what the fuck excuse me you didn't know that what what's that you there are some companies i I know for sure with student loans you get they charge you interest every day (laughs) so that's why somebody who has a hundred thousand dollar loan on their student loans and they've been paying it on time or or, you know paying it as much as they can that's why you can never get out of student loan debt because it's interest every day let me tell my fbi agent something because i know y'all listening go ahead fuck (laughs) y'all put my shit to zero you already listening to know my calls you see me wiping my ass i'm pretty sure you see me doing everything put my shit to zero because let me tell you something, I'm not paying it back. I don't know what y'all gonna do. I'm a furlough, the low, all the lows, defer. I ain't got it. And I don't think it's fair. And we can move on. How you gonna charge me to be smart? The fuck? <laughs> Brittany, are you smart? No, I'm not. Yeah! Like, you did. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Mama Kool Aid. <laughs> my favorite one is what? What's my headband say? Bianca. <laughs> it said Balenciaga, y'all. The baby said it said Bianca. I'm so dead. Any confidence in the world? Okay. Bianca. Okay. <laughs> All right, nigga. What's something that you wish you had learned in your twenties? Okay. So that was on my list, like Brittany said, too. Um, the second thing that I think is very important is that having a man, especially for a woman, and settling down is not an actual accomplishment. Woo! Because this was on my list, too, baby. And I say that because I'm not saying that it's not a good thing, or I'm just saying as a woman, we're, especially being a young woman, I remember, like, 
everybody the the topic the hot topic is always who you're dating who you know especially you start to get in your late 20s like okay you're settling down you said it's like why is that the focal point you know and i'm not saying that women don't need men that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying like why do we put so much focus on a young lady not being complete until she settles down or has her man then she's complete there's not enough focus on like it's almost like when you go to college or you get like what what's that like four five years quote unquote find yourself i'm still chasing that bitch it, like what do you what do you, I, I just i just don't like that it's it's framed as it's made it seem like it's an accomplishment like oh you got a man and you settle down and you marry you accomplish you you know it's it's more like a, it, to me it's more like economically it's more like a stability thing i would say but i wouldn't call it an accomplishment just because it's a lot more that goes into that that's taken away a lot of things like you know it's it's, it's very emotional it's very you know it's very not about you so you don't get to focus on yourself a lot if that's what you're always trying to go after you know somebody else and i just think it you know takes some of the attention away from yourself and it just should not be looked at as an accomplishment if it happens that's fine but i just hate that we focus so much on that and i just wish i would have known that it's okay to just chill and just you know find yourself and do your thing and you know and it'll be all right just because mentally it would have been easier to navigate during those like last five years of my about you Brittany um okay so not settling not settling down so early was one of mine I wish I would have been a lot more thopping thotting bopping and hoeing or whatever y'all want to call it nowadays I wish I I wish I would have spent my 20s doing things 20 year olds do and not settling down for somebody or with somebody and not actually really knowing what I really want myself. So I spent a lot of time of my 20s with somebody wasting my own damn time. Ooh. So I think I wanted to be, no, not to get, not to, I, I, was, the, I was the friend with the boyfriend all the time. And w- would you agree with it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, w- I would go have me a nigga, okay? And in between those things, you know, I was having some entanglements, but they were never as serious. But I wish that I would have spent my time, more of my time with entanglements. That's what I wish I would have done. And <laughs> got, gotten to know myself a little bit better and knowing what I wanted to do and how I felt and not having to look after. I don't, you know, y'all know, it's, it's, I don't even know how to phrase it. I was with somebody who was a lot older. Well, not, not a lot older, but a lot more street smart. And me being young and just really turning 18, this person really took advantage of the fact that First of all, she ain't from the hood like that. She don't know this side of life too much, so I can kind of manipulate the situation. I wish I had not had put myself into this particular situation with this person and for so long. Green AF. Green AF. But let me tell you something. I'm glad that I went into this situation green AF, and I'm happy this person did what they did to me because I'm I'm glad that you're gonna get your karma for that but I'm also glad because you transformed me into a totally different person yeah um I can't say that I'm 
mad about it, but it made me what I was today. Like I like I'm not gonna take no bullshit from nobody from no from no man. Period. But I think I wanted to settle down and be have you know, have a family and do all those things, a family, quote unquote because that's what I wanted out of my parents and I didn't really get that and it was always fine so I never felt like I had family not in a sense where you see people on tv or you see people with parents who you know a father who genuinely loves and I would my dad was with us till we were 13 but it was really no love there um and I wish that's what I was looking for and I ended up finding somebody who was just like my dad and I wasted my fucking time you wasted your time but you, you 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 learned those lessons yes I did. I would definitely say like certain painful situations definitely builds character because it kind of like it it kind of acts as an antibody. Like, oh, I've dealt with this before. Let me tell you what we're not gonna do. And next time, if I have to, this is how I'm prepared for it. So think of these fuck ass niggas as antibodies. And you welcome. Thank you. Thank you. What um, you're not gonna do is think you finna hurt me because I didn't did this, so it ain't gonna be no second time around a bitch. Because guess what? I'm getting a motherfucking AK if you want to play. We can do this. We can do this all day. Like <laughs> we we can die. It's okay. We can do that. Oh wait, you lost me. <laughs> I was totally with you, bang bang, pew pew pew. Yeah, I, everything that Brittany said, and I would just like to say you kind of <laughs> you brought up something. I was just thinking like, hmm. I've actually had more entanglements than I have serious relationships, and I am. Listen, I had entanglements that I did dare not tell a soul about. Keep it on the hush. Don't say nothing. Not secret entanglements. They be fun. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Um, listen, buddy, time's up. I am no longer answering the phone. Straight to voicemail. I did not have to do not disturb back then, but goddamn. Okay. Like, we are done here. All right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> you need me to do what? Oh, bye. Hey, <laughs> Thank you. I'm changing diapers, sir. <laughs> Can't even do it. Okay. So, my second talking point would be. Saving money. Ooh. The importance of saving money in your 20s. Mm. Now, I kept a man, but I kept a job. <laughs> and I was working maybe two or... I, was, I think I was working like two jobs, almost three jobs at one point in time. Because I had the free time to do it. Shit. This ain't nothing else to do. Let's go make some money, you know? But being young and not even knowing about credit you don't know how to save money either like it's a lot of things that i spent money on that i don't have now and i literally think about all the times where i bought kfc or whatever it was like damn i could have had five more dollars in my pocket right now but i hadn't had kfc you know that you don't like that right that you look that you don't have or even gotta have a picture of listen like the importance of it's important to have money just just in case and when an emergency happens imagine your car breaking down and you don't have the money to fix it do you know how stressful that is imagine taking your car like you said you take your car to the shop 
and they say it's going to be this amount of money, you like, now you got to pick and choose. I can't hear for oil change. That's it. Change my oil and don't give me nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, your engine is sitting on the ground. I don't take the fucking transmission out there, sir. I don't just keep the oil change. <laughs> Take the brake pads off too if that's gonna help. <laughs> Sorry, I just came here for an oil change. I'm finna give you my little forty-five dollars and get the movie. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! It's you know why I'm like I tears in my eyes because it should not be this relatable. Seriously, like because you you don't know about your credit, you didn't save any money, and. <laughs> Now you got to choose between your car getting hot. Like, I can stop every few minutes and put water in that hole. Listen, <laughs> Listen if I got to fucking stop every red light and put water in my car, I'm not fucking going. <laughs> I'm not going. I, 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 I say I'm on the way. Don't call me no more. You know what I got to do. <laughs> Fuck it. If, it. if my car don't have no reverse, I don't even need it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you know how much it is? Y'all, well, don't let your air conditioner go out. It's, it's fucking July in Memphis. Don't. You might as well just. Down in the valley where the girls get naked. I can't my I promise. Too relatable. Too relatable. Y'all, that's, that, that, it, mm. Even if I had, you know, saved an extra or put $20 to the side every time I got paid, I would be sitting on something that's nice and cushiony. Like, you, okay, not even just saving money, but putting money into something where it compounds interest. Here we go, talking about interest again. Even if it's 1%. I would have probably took all the $20 in my 20s and saved them up just so I could go to Capitol Grill. What? Um, it, it's just like, I, you just need a different mindset. You know what I'm saying? All that I would do right now, but in my 20s, like, I would have money saved, but it's like, hmm, I'm saving it before the wrong reasons. It wasn't for no rainy days. Because what rainy days, bitch? I'm 20. 25. Like, what rainy days? I'm saving it for going out to eat at a nice, nice restaurant instead of the KFC, you know what I'm saying? Saving it for the wrong reason and not saving it long enough. So like Brittany said, I wish I would have just had that instilled. I think it starts when you young and you teaching your kids the value of money. Just because you have some money don't mean it's time to go to a store and buy a pack of bubble gum. Not necessarily. And every time I got money as a kid, ha, ha, what, what, I'm trying to figure out how to go spend it. So of course you're going, if you've been practicing those spending habits as a kid, what you think you're going to do when you're an adult? you just going to go save it? No, you're going to go. Now, you instead of bubblegum, now you went to KFC, and now you went to Capitol Grill. So. Mm. Yes, I wish that I would have saved money instead of doing the, damn, I wish, or damn, I could have, or damn, this and this, and da-da-da-da. So, unlearning, learning that my relationship with money is toxic at my big age of 30 something. Um, I realized that I need to fix it 
and I need to get better at it. And no, I don't have to have X, Y, and Z just because it looks nice or I see somebody else with it or it fulfills my needs at the time. I know that I want to prepare for something bigger and better. So I need to, our goal is to buy a house. And with buying a house, you have to have a certain amount of money set to the side, you know? So saving money and credit, it goes hand in hand. It's super important. And we just, as black people, we need to have better relationships with money, period. Yep. No matter. And I always say this because I found it to be true. You don't have to have, make a lot of money to have good credit. That don't really have anything to do. You have to make even a lot of money to save. And I know most people's logic is, well, I don't have anything to save after this, this, and this. The thing is like what you choose to do, because no matter how much money you make, you make a budget mentally at some point for, you know, what you can spend for that month. And at some point we always buy something that we don't need. And it's not that it just happens every now and then. I'm pretty sure a lot of us can admit that it happens on a somewhat often basis, even if it's just $5, even if it's just $10, all that adds up because and now you're saying you don't have anything to say when you could have saved that money chose to put it in something that accumulates interest and you know it's just about how you work what you have and not just because oh when i have more i'm gonna be better no when you have more you're gonna fuck it up but on a grander level so it's 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 better you know better to actually know how to work your money no matter how much you get five dollars in or five million dollars you need to know what to do with that so yeah you are absolutely right i could not agree with you more the next thing I have is I wish I would have known in my 20s that birth control is not the only way to not get pregnant. Mm. I wouldn't have been so brainwashed. I say that because from the time early on, like the whole focus of everything, especially as it relates to a maturing young lady, everything is da 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 so you don't get pregnant and have kids, da 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 so you don't get pregnant, da 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 But during that whole scolding that started early, because we're not going to talk about the boys that can actually impregnate many, 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 many women throughout the year. We can only carry one for nine months, but okay. You can literally, the the people who can get 50 people pregnant in one month, they need the birth. They need to talk from the parents. It's always the, the, the girl that they, you always focus on and say, hey, don't get yourself pregnant. Don't get pregnant. So from that, early it kind of starts early like okay i don't want to get pregnant because i'm going to do this this and this and that but not realizing that it actually does take your body a lot to get pregnant there's a lot of things that have to be in place um for that to happen but at the same time what happens is this whole narrative i'm gonna get pregnant from a frog's kiss and shit you feel like you need to be on birth control. And that's like the only way to for sure not get pregnant if I'm on birth control. And that, and for me, that came from my mom heavily. That was like birth control, birth control. So for me, I'm just like, yeah, I was a huge birth control candidate. Not candidate, but um, what do you call those people? You got recruited into birth control. I got recruited. I was like, hey, this is for me everybody that you don't want to i was almost like well if you're not on birth control you want to get pregnant which is the stupidest shit ever but not i think relying on that kind of just teaches you to not trust your body or not trust what you're feeling and what you know because now you've got a doctor administering this and i'm pretty sure a lot of people came to the doctor 
with side effects and they're like no nah, i'm pretty sure that's not has, that doesn't have anything to do with your birth control i'm pretty sure that you know you just making up shit so and a lot of times they may a lot of doctors really may not know that certain things are a side effect because i feel like their teaching only goes so far but then there are times where they really should look into it and they don't and it's just like i'm telling you all this stuff and i know my body <clears throat> since i haven't been on the shit and now i get on it, i'm telling you this and you're just completely just way too dismissive like wait a minute there's like clearly a bigger gender agenda here so I just wish that I would have known about tracking my cycle, tracking my fertility, and just being more in touch with myself. And of course that you, you you take a chance with that. I mean, you know, but I feel like the more in tune you are with your body, the more you can accurately predict without having artificial hormones pumped into your body. Because let's face it, we got enough stuff going on that we don't know how that's going to affect us in the long run. So this is kind of like, oh, let's take this birth control when really and truly if we was really trying to control the birth, then they really should have been giving it to men. That only makes sense, right? I just wish that I would have known that's not the only way to not get pregnant, that you don't have to, you know, pump your body so early full of chemicals because I started taking it when I was like 18. As soon as I got to college and could see somebody, I'm like, give me that. I mean, that's a long ass time, you know? It so, is. Um, this going to shake a couple of tables, but Birth control was meant to act as a genocide for black people. Oh, didn't check my table because that's what I, I think I knew that. Uh, the lady who started Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, she was actually, you know, played a role in wanting to not allow black women to have many more kids and that kind of stuff. So it has a lot to do with uh, being misinformed as a people. It has a lot to do with, um, I'm going to take my hands off it. If, if you want to have sex, you're going to have sex. I'm going to take my hands off of it because I can't stop my daughter from having sex. So I'm just going to put her on birth control. Well, no, you can't stop her from having sex. But you can make sure that she's well equipped and make sure that she trusts and wants to be with this person for a while. Now, by no means am I saying abstinence because it's not realistic to me. Um, but there are other methods to not get pregnant. There are other methods to not catch STDs and all that kind of stuff. But but God uh, a little informed because that means you're giving consent to just go fuck everybody. And that's right. And I'm I, I'm not gonna lie. I was one of those people before when I had a daughter. When I had my daughter, I was like, okay, well, when she when she start wanting to have sex, I'm gonna go ahead and put her on birth control so she won't bring no kids home. That was me before I was misinformed. No, now I can talk to my daughter and tell her, all right, you first of all, you want to make sure that you have sex with somebody you trust and you care about whatever or whenever you're ready however that works for you but we don't have to push on birth control depo the depo shot i hate when black women say they're on depo listen to me i got on depo i was on depo for three months because that's how they isn't it you get a shop and it lasts you three months mostly yeah first of all how does that fucking work half i've heard people say monthly monthly but i think it maybe it is i that's one thing i never explore so i don't understand how that works in your system like that for real i was on a depot shot just overnight i just i was eating more um and not only that it caused osteoporosis for black women it causes our bones to be weak and so why why is this more prominent in black women for us to get bone disease than it is for any other race like i just that's just something i didn't understand and i was not gonna get with well let me ask you what made you get off of it 
I got more knowledgeable and the nurse practitioner I was actually working with, who was a white lady, she let me know. She was like, um, I understand that you don't want to be pregnant anymore. You know, you don't want to get pregnant anytime soon. But she was like, the depot shot is not very well for black women. And I think that's something you need to research. Mm. And I was, I was her medical assistant and her and I were, you know, she was, she was solid. She was, she let me know the game of medicine and all this kind of stuff and told me to research certain things. She, she was like, you know, there are other methods that you can do not to be pregnant, but depot shots should not be one of them. Shout out to her for, for yeah. pulling. And then just seeing, you know, walking into, you know, coming into work and having to administer depot shots to women and coming back and seeing them that they've gained 10, 15 pounds, like that, that was enough for me to be like, all right. So I, did Marina and I did the Marina for this certain amount of time and ever since then I've not been on birth control since. It just I don't like how the Marina made me feel really bitchy and mean. I can I can attest to that. I had the little system of the Marina the Skyline and I always felt like I was I don't know how car put up with me because I was a bitch. I really was. Yeah. I felt that too. And and not only that, I would have the time I would be a bitch and also it made me feel a lot very more emotional than usual. Like yeah. maybe it all tied together. I'm like, what is this? Not only that, my shit made my whole <clears throat> my whole left side of my face break out. And then it's like spreading. And I'm like, bruh, like didn't nobody ever say this was one of the side effects. And I always had like, and I, I've, I've mostly done the pill. So that, that was just the birth control for me. And, and then when I got in a serious relationship, I did the IUD. Um, and that was supposed to last three years. But after a year and a half, I was like, oh, I do not like this acne. It's a little vain for me. And I remember having a conversation with my mom and she was like, now mind you, I'm at this point, I'm like, probably like, what, 29. And she's like, I'm like, I'm getting this take thing taken out. She's like, well, you got to just determine, do you want acne or do you want a baby? And I'm like, just those two options. I was like, well, I actually don't want either. And I don't feel like that if I take this out, that it should have to be one or the other. Right. I don't want the fucking acne. I don't want a kid right now. Is you telling me that I just have to choose that because what? Right. And it just, I couldn't deal with that shit on my face. And it just had like a longer, I will say, I got it taken out in 2017 and that shit was still in my system. I know for sure until well into 2018. That shit like, just because it's, oh, you can, you know, you're, uh, it, it comes out of your system immediately. No, it don't. All that shit got to flow. Can you tell the difference of your body now that you're off birth control? Yep. <clears throat> I feel like I can feel, birth control was just kind of like, there was nothing that I paid attention to except for like the side effects after a while, but like not being on it, like, especially my cycles, I can truly see what my cycles really are. And this is what happens. This is a normal cycle. I can tell what's normal. Cause on birth control, it's like all that is, is changed. And it's a lot of stuff you can't tell about your, you know, you can track a lot of your health through, through how you, you know, how you menstruate. A lot of people don't know that, but you can and so I just feel yeah. more connected with myself and funny because like and I always thought this was so strange but 
when I had my issue, you know, my, my hernia issue in my stomach before I knew, even knew that it was a hernia in my belly button. And this shit was at least since like 2014 or 15. I never knew, like, I just knew it was something there. It hurt sometimes, whatever. And then when I was completely off of birth control, uh, 2018 I know I started paying more attention and it was just easier for me to notice things in my body I'm like also this hurt when I'm on my cycle but I go tell a doctor that and they're not like making a connection either way and I just thought like maybe I'm tripping because I'm saying that because a, a, a licensed doctor who practices didn't validate that for me when really I'm the only one who can because that's my body and I'm noticing like when it when I got surgery to get it removed it was no longer a problem during my cycle but my cycle was let like letting me know this thing right here is a problem for you and if it wouldn't have been you know hurting then that's when it hurt the most it didn't really bother me no other time like I couldn't even sleep on my stomach I probably would have still had it there but my cycle was letting me know like girl this right here is an issue well, what we got going on. So you need to get that shit removed. And I just, it took a long time to receive the message, but I'm glad I did. And had I been on birth control, I would not have. I want to add a point to, you know, uh, your cycle, with cycles and stuff. Um, also with getting rid of birth control, if that's what you choose to do, because in no way, shape or form, we telling y'all what to do with y'all body. If you like birth control, that's on you. We're saying what works for us. I've noticed a change in my cycle when I switched over to organic pads and tampons well tampons more specifically like um i used to have a cycle and it lasts me five days here you know last month my cycle was a day and a half and i've done nothing different i literally just switched from bleach and pesticides in my damn tampons to things that are organic and specifically a black brand so get rid of you want to you want to get rid of the chemicals in your body with birth control get rid of the chemicals when you have a cycle there's no way that you we should just be putting little you're literally putting poison in your bloodstream literally that's that's another thing like we can say say goo into that like i wish i would have known to be in that and granted it wasn't maybe as popular but I oh. wish I would have known. I didn't even know the concept of that the stuff that we use for sanitary napkins wasn't so sanitary or wasn't right, it, or that it was so toxic. Had no idea that 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 the country would even make something and allow us to sit on, insert something that was direct poison into our bloodstream. That right there, right. I realized that that was okay as an adult now. Like I'm like, oh, okay, of course that makes sense. Get the shit made however you you do, but. At the time, I'm like, ain't, you know. Yeah. I remember, like, reading on the side of the, the tampon box, like, okay, take it out because you may get toxic shock syndrome. And I'm thinking, like, so you telling me I got to have this product because I cannot help but to have a cycle. But if I keep it in, then I could potentially get sick. Like, make that make sense to me. And you know what? <clears throat> that made sense to me then because I'm like, okay, you just don't need to leave a tampon in too long. Right. Not, it was like bleaching and, and, and termites sitting on the end of it, but just like... <laughs> uh, termites? <laughs> Whatever the fuck they put on it. I'm just saying like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was just because you can't have something foreign in there for that long, never considering the, the, the toxicity of the ingredients. So that's just... 
whoop, went above my head. Yes. Next thing I wish that I would have known in my 20s is, girl, you need some therapy. <laughs> because things come to you in life as you need them and when you need them. But I feel like I should have, I wish I would have known a little bit about therapy so I could be a little bit more mentally prepared for the person that I want to become and shed the skin of the person that I was. I did a lot of hurting and being mean and hurting other people because I was hurt. Um, in my 20s, I was mean. I was really mean. And I wish I would have gotten addressed those situations before it had, you know, before. I wish I would have addressed those things because at that time, I really didn't know what it was and why I was feeling this way. And a lot of times when you... I, I haven't had anybody in my family say this, but I, I know for a lot of Black people, if you go to therapy, people feel like you're crazy or there's something wrong with you and why you need to talk to somebody about your feelings when you can talk to your family about your feelings or you can talk to whomever. Um, and there's a lot, it's deeper issues than that um, as as Black people, but Therapy is something I feel like everybody can benefit from. Like, therapy has literally changed my life. It really has. It's to a point now where I can uh, point to myself and be like, okay, so one, this one and that one, that equals two, and that's why I act the way I act. I can't tell you how it makes me feel when I can enlighten myself, and it's like a light bulb goes off in my head, like, aha, so that's why you do that, because this happened, and... It makes me more aware of who I am now and what I want to be. So that's a great feeling. I realize that's really a good feeling to be like, okay, this puzzle piece go with that one. And although it's very old, I figured it out. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just it's literally like shedding your skin. Like, okay, so I get why I do this. It's it's I would say it's shedding your skin if you're ready to properly take care of it and ready to, you know, move on to the next phase. Okay, yeah, I do this because this happened and that's how I reacted when this happened because of this situation and now I'm an now I'm older and I can realize this and I can change that. I that's something that should have been on my list, but being as though I haven't even entered therapy yet, so by the time I go I bitch ain't even gonna be able to shed her skin. My shit just gonna break down like acid. So I, but but yeah. I let me say this. I will say this. In my twenties, <clears throat> I majored in psychology, so I knew that therapy, you know, was good thing, a, a good thing. But the way I viewed it then was more so like a hierarchy of anybody that gets to the point where they need therapy is really <clears throat> at risk for some type of potentially suicide or just some type of detrimental circumstance or behavior not that hey I just need to talk to somebody and it's okay you know what I mean like I knew that there were people but I just felt like they were there they weren't like a normal person what I would consider normal like a you or a you know you or I it was somebody like oh you just need a little bit more help so you you know you need to get all your personalities in order and go talk to somebody but as I've gotten older and just we like Brittany said, we all could benefit from therapy. And I just realized how much so many of us cry out for it 
um, and, and, and it comes up in so many of our, you know, relationship, whether it's with family, friends, or significant others, co-workers, teammates, whatever, you just, certain people, you just like, mm, you need some therapy. So. Yes, yes, yes. One thing that's beneficial for me for therapy is being able to talk to somebody and they don't give you an opinion. They give you, okay, so how do you feel? And it's hard because, like, I don't know how I feel. That's why I'm coming to you. But then as you grow and you learn, like, okay, so it's literally like a multiple choice. Like, okay, so would you rather do this or you rather do that? And it's just like, oh, I got a choice in this shit. Like, I, I just don't have to be mad. I can have other emotions around this shit. So it's just, I don't know. Therapy is one of the best things that's... I recommend therapy for everybody and I even have gotten my daughter. It's, it's just transformed my life and I'm just extremely thankful. I don't even know where, I think I just listened to other podcasts of people talking about how therapy has helped because therapy was not something that was accessible or we even within thought for my family. So, yeah. But you know what? The fact that you said therapy was not as accessible. I remember working at certain places where they would have an EAP, like an employee assistance program where you could go talk to somebody, which was the beginnings to being introduced that this is free therapy via your job. It was, even in my mind then, it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, although it's free, let me wait until some really tragic ass shit happens, then I'll use it. And it's like, no, had I now have I had I known that I have a you know job that will have that, I would at least go explore it. I'm not saying that that's gonna be the most efficient way, but definitely something to go explore. It's a shit is free, you know. You can't really put a value on therapy, but it is valuable in the sense that you know somebody is listening to you unbiased opinion, and they're making you do a lot of self reflection. Like it's just like holding a big ass mirror up, like a guided mirror meditation or something. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. My next thing, this episode is going to be really long because we got shit to say, apparently. Next thing that I wish I would have known in my 20s would have been that buying a home is better than renting at that point. And I say that because I did read the book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And although I need to go back and reread that, because I think I listened to that on audio, I need to actually read it for myself. But I, the one thing I actually took away from that book was that buying a home is a, it's a liability versus what we're thinking of, like an investment or, you know, I guess, a good thing. Of course, buying a home is a good thing, but the one thing he kept saying is buying a house is a liability. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, this is backing up everything that, you know, the people around me are saying, which was heavy in my ear would have been my mom like, well, if you buy a house, if you know you want to move, then you're going to have to find somebody to buy it and sell it and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, but what he meant in terms of buy, buying a house is a liability. But you can make it work for you. And for that to be the only thing I took out of that book, which had so many gems, so many other gems, was just kind of something that was already aligning with something else I was hearing. So I pulled that into a negative light. And over the years, paying rent, you have to find somewhere, have somewhere to live. And you're paying rent to 
multiple, you know, places and properties over time, why wouldn't, well, I've been on my own for what, like, you could, I mean, let's just say t- I've been paying rent for 10 years. All right. 10 years, if there's a 30 year mortgage, that means I could have had just 20 years to pay the shit off. Although that sounds like a lot, but I have, I have a start at zero now. So <clears throat> at that point, it definitely buying a house would have, you know, and it still is um, better than renting because you just, spitting out money and it's not doing anything for you but paying for the roof over your head at the moment there's nothing you can do really no investments to be made you know and for us a lot of black people the first way into building wealth is through properties and you know buying a home that's kind of like proof that just you know a little stable so i wish i would have known that it's okay to buy a home and not listening to my mom mainly like oh well you know she made it seem like it was such a hassle, but it's, and that's like where her mind is still today. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not there. Buying a, I don't give a fuck how old you are buying a house unless you just like about to croak tomorrow, but you should definitely, everybody should want their own shit. I don't care what problems that comes with it. Like at least you're not paying rent. So now that you told us that, you know, you had real estate school, um, my question is, just buy a house or because like I do agree that buying a house could be a liability but if you want equity you need to find a house that has equity potential correct correct so it's just not about buying a house it's buying a house with some equity so you can set yourself up for success correct I mean obviously you don't want to get a house with a bunch of problems and that's you know one of the basic things we know about um, <clears throat> I'm speaking in terms of like, assuming you knew all of that, you know, the basic principles, like, yeah, let's just not be paying rent and, and have excuses on why we can't buy a house. I can see if you were saving money to do something else with it and going to do this. And it's not feasible for me to buy a place right now because I have this, this, and this, but for real, for what would have worked for you and I, we could have been bought a house. A lot of people bought in their twenties and I just felt like, Oh, you know, I can wait till I'm 30 or, you know, I don't have to, but it's a good thing to have established that, you know, assuming that it was a house with equity and you would have known, um, it was something that was, can be resold at a higher value. If you're going to buy a house and you got to put all this damn money into it and you can't get much money back from it because you bought somewhere that the property value is declining for whatever reason. And you can't always tell, but you know, location is everything then you just bought a house, but you do have, you know, make that work for you. So I, yeah, I wish I would have known that just so I could be in the game. I could have had 10 years of mortgage already down pat. And just, and just because you buy a house does not mean that's the house you're going to die in. And I feel like that's what Gen Z thought. Like, you know, you can sell it. Yes. I think what did it for me was when I realized that um sometimes the damn mortgage note is less than what you pay in rent a lot of times the mortgage note is less than what you pay in the rent depending on the what Brittany credit the credit so if you got a high ass <clears throat> if you got the if, if if you have to only have a 550 to buy a house and you got a 550 and you bought the house then your interest rate is going to be higher which 
may not be beneficial to you if you're looking for a break in your monthly payment of you know where you stay but if you got good credit and you break that note down a lot of times the note be like wait a minute so you telling me you paying 800 800 to a thousand dollars for a three bedroom house with multiple baths excuse me okay because we're not gonna talk about this rent uh for a two-bedroom for sixteen hundred dollars Wait, that sounds like a fat ass crib to me. I had a friend who bought a house and it was a nice house, very nice. Her husband must have had their credit together because sis told me that their mortgage was less than $600. And I was like, but wait, <laughs> let me get on my shit so I can buy me a house too. Like, and get some credit together. Like, you know, like, these things are important. Important. Because you just, like, you, it's just a slap in the face when you see this, all the shit that you could have for a way cheaper amount. Right. Relating to credit, relating to, because you cho- you choosing to buy a house rather than pay this rent that you can, that was, you know, such a big, and, and to me, I started thinking, well, you know, if I do move, then I could just, I don't have to worry about any contracts or sell. And I'm like, that is not something I should have been concerned in my thoughts with at the time because it's just like, okay, let's say I did move and I didn't sell the house. Now I'm a 20-something-year-old woman that lives in a, a different city. I've created another stream of income because now I have somebody renting out my property. Right. Where's the the one, I, like I was being fed the one-track thoughts and I understand that that's because, you know, that's what they knew, but it was just like, the the alternative that seemed so worse would have actually put me in a better place. It's just that it came with a risk, and God forbid, like we take a risk, right? Also, I want to say, like, if your grandma and them got a house, keep the house in your family. Keep the house in your family. Like you could, you can transform grandma and them house into you know Airbnb or just in case somebody needs somewhere to stay. One thing I really admire about my husband husband's families they have a a house and it used to be it's next door to where i used to stay so they have a family house and if somebody needs it in the family you can get it and of course you pay rent or whatever but it's their home so you don't have to go through the rigmarole of does your credit is your credit good enough to get a place to stay or you know such and such you can get it at a discounted price or it's just the it's the family house and it's kept up it looks nice it is not in the best part of town it's in the hood but that's where the family grew up and that's one thing i really admire about them don't sell your grandma's house just to get a piece of change because that piece of change ain't gonna last you too long keep it and make some money off of it rent it out and make an airbnb make a bed and breakfast transform it into your home where you don't have to pay your mortgage or whatever you know keep it in the family and that's what because that's what these white folks are doing they're keeping all their family heirlooms and that's how they are able to have the stepping stool for their kids or themselves or whatever so just something that i wish i'd have known as well yep another thing that i wish that i would have known in my 20s is not to compare myself to others just like i said some of these people we get on social media and some of these people uh, and they Lambo and they in this and they in that and they 
showing they stacks of money, but not knowing that they have been, their situation is a lot different than your situation. They could, you know, their parents could have assisted with that. Um, they could be motherfucking boosters. They could be whatever. Um, so comp- I, I've never been somebody who's like, damn, I wish she, I wish I had what she had. I never been that kind of person, but I do catch myself sometimes like comparing myself to other people, especially when I was, you know, in my twenties. So everything that glitters is not gold. Um, when it's my time, it's my time. And when it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And sometimes I took the long route instead of taking the easy route. And when it's going to happen, it's going to happen, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think with, um, as, as we got more into social media over the past few years, it's been a lot easier to compare yourself to what you see other people doing. And I say what you see other people doing because just because you see them doing that, you don't know what their life is really a reflection of somebody showing you like a piece of what they wanted you to see, which is what's on their social media. But it's, it's really not fair to compare yourself because you just don't know what it took for them to get there. And you don't even know if you're willing to do that. You don't know if, like Brittany said, if they had help from somebody. But your situation, nine times out of ten, is totally different than what they have going on. So, and I, and sometimes, sometimes I will find myself like, okay, well, they're there, so why can't you be there at this moment? But you just never know what that foundation was, what their thoughts were, were and you know, whatever else shaped and molded them to bring them to that place. Everybody has a journey that they're supposed to go on to make, you know, unique experiences for you so you can be the person that you are. And if you compare yourself to, you know, other people, which is normal because we all do it. But like I said, seeing it on social media is just like, okay, that's not where you were supposed to go. Everybody got their own journey. So that's something that I even still have to work on now. It was, yeah, I, I remember just kind of like, really like, damn, I want to do that. Or I wish I, I just really, I should be here by now too. The next thing that I wish I would have known in my 20s is when people show you who they are, believe them. I don't have to go too deep into this. It's been a couple people that, probably more than a couple over the over the 10-year time span between 20 and 30, that have shown me who they were early on. And I just chose to give that person another narrative because that's not what I wanted to believe. And it was easier for me to have a friendship, relationship, whatever, with that person, with the narrative, the version that I created in my head for them. Mm. But it made it hard in the end because this shit could have been ended a while ago, knowing that we not really seeing eye to eye. But I'm giving you a narrative that you're not even giving. I, I gave you a whole different something else. So if had I just believed people, then I could have been a lot more at peace early on. And I will say that I remember like starting up, <laughs> this is funny, I don't know why, but starting an entanglement with somebody. And I remember him saying to me, I remember this nigga saying to me, and this is Brittany. Mm-hmm. I remember this nigga saying, yeah, you should be scared. I remember him being like, and we was having good conversations. He was cute and everything. He was like, I'm a dog-ass nigga. And I was like, what? Why would you say that? Like, I was like, I remember, like, I was washing, I was doing laundry then, like, just on a random-ass off day. I had 
<clears throat> off from class, off from work. And I was just like so bothered that he said that about himself. And I was just like, no, like you're a nice person. Like what? You're fast forward. <laughs> Cause he was like a dog ass nigga. Now granted, I didn't get, it didn't get to the point where he was, he had dogged me, but he definitely had characteristics. Cause I got red flags early on. Like, Ooh, this is, you do not like that. But I'm like, how am I going to tell this man how he is when he, he's telling me that he's telling me for a reason, but I'm telling him like, I'm in my mind, it really bothered me so much now that, I, you know, I can think about it because I'm knowing that what the what he said was true. He knows him. I don't even know him like that. He knows him. And yeah. I'm thinking now I'm annoyed and I'm feeling the type of way because I've actually started developing feelings and been talking to you and bonding and it's not what I thought it was. And now I'm making myself believe it. So I'm like, no, that's not who you were. Yes, the fuck, that's what it was. Niggas was, I mean, we didn't talk for very long. It just kind of fizzled out. But at the same time, like when he would come back, like he lived in a different city. So when he would come around, he would always think it was something that it was. And I'm like, but when that happened, because who said that? I'm like, okay, that's the dog ass nigga shit you was talking about. Even after this nigga got married, you still in my inbox. That's the dog ass nigga. Got you. To this day? Not till this day. Mm-hmm. At least till I would say, because that was circa a long time ago. But the last message I had was like from 2016 or 17. But we met in like 2011 or something like that. Mm-hmm. and I, I didn't talk to him before a few months so it's just like that's a long span to still be having somebody in your thoughts you know what I'm saying Ooh. so uh, the ghetto so just believe people who, who that said they are the first time don't be making up no false narratives for somebody based on who you thought they were let the shit go and I wish I would have known that a lot easier for me friendship relationship any type of ship wise what about you Brittany um I agree I think we spend a lot of time trying to, like you said, I'm a dog ass nigga, but like, no, I can fix you. I can <laughs> save you. <laughs> You're not a dog. Why would you say that? I think we spend a lot of time, time trying to fix people, especially in our 20s. But, and you can't even be a damn mama to yourself, sis. Like, I definitely agree with you. I ignored a lot of red flags trying to not pay attention to the person who they said they were even though they told me who they they were so yeah uh shit you yeah <laughs> yes you can get so far into that but it's just like yep i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it here yeah yeah oh i could have saved myself shit save yourself <laughs> <laughs> okay the last thing on my list is being better organized Mm. Um, I like to say all the time that I've always navigated in chaos so that's how my I work best in chaos because that's what the conditions I were put under but being organized feels so good like I cannot tell you how many times in my 20s where I was unorganized and I needed my birth certificate for x y and z or I needed a social security card for this and I needed this for that or I had to you know get paperwork for my kids for because you didn't have your id 
or I didn't have my ID and I had to use somebody else's ID to get on Bill Street, you know, because I wasn't organized. And I, what the fuck do you think you was going without no ID, bro? What you lost it again? <laughs> I was, I, we was going though. I was there. You was there, but that was a pain in the ass. Yes, it, it was. It was. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yes, being better organized, knowing where all my things are. When things run smoothly, your day is smooth. You don't have to have a day of chaos. As I get older, I realize I don't like chaos. I don't like it, so I'd rather be organized. Yes, I want everything in my pantry to be one way so I can easily find things or I can get to it and not scramble and looking for shit and tear the house up. So being better organized, who find a routine. It's the knowing where shit is so I don't have to get up and go touch it because my husband can't find it for me. Oh. Cause you know how many times he's like, babe, where's the, and I'm just like, in my mind, I can't really quite remember, but I know if I go touch it, I'll find it. But if I was better organized, I could clearly say, hey, it's on the second shelf to the left, even though he would need 10 pair of spectacles to see the shit anyway. It's just me being confident enough to be able to say it's right here and not just have to go touch it. That's just making more shit for me to have to do. Right, because as soon as you as soon as you don't know where some shit is and a nigga need it, guess what? You don't never know what nothing is. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I didn't know. I I didn't know you were signing up to fuck your secretary. I thought I didn't. I thought your wife. Okay, but okay. I thought I was just a wife. I. Now let me tell you what I'm never gonna be organized for. Side note: This nigga think I'm supposed to know where his socks at. Nobody told me the shit I knew in my twenties that niggas was gonna if if being in the marriage niggas was gonna expect you to know where their socks is. Mm-hmm. You think because we married that I'm always washing your clothes and putting your socks up? What in the high hell fuck do you thought this was? I can't even keep up with my damn bra, and my drawers. Let me keep up with your socks. Please help me out because I never ever knew that's the shit I was supposed to be doing. Keeping up with your socks. Yeah, and you don't know where the socks at. No, I don't even know what my socks is. And maybe that just speaks to me being unorganized in general. But my whole thing is, if you don't know where your socks is, why am I the socks encyclopedia for the house? So wait, y'all don't have like a little sock bucket or nothing? Y'all got a sock bucket? Yeah, we do. I don't know where my socks at. I just can't never find a sock. Normal. I thought that was a normal thing. I thought like all black people had like a sock bucket. Let me tell you or what. A sock thing. Let me tell you my. These socks get put where? Let me wherever the fuck he put his socks. I don't go finding nobody's socks. If your socks is not where in the basket where I wash clothes out of, they will not be washed. And I think that's fair because I'm not playing Jurassic Park looking for your fucking socks. I'm just not gonna do that. So if you took your socks off wherever the last place you was hanging out at, they not in this basket. So you must didn't want them to be washed, did you? Okay, I do agree with that. If it's not in the if it's not in the dirty clothes hamper, I'm not gonna extend myself to find it. No. So when I wash them, I separate them out between his socks and my socks. If I've gotten to the clothes and whatever socks that I can't find is mine, I put them all in my drawer to try to reference later when I wash another load and see if I can match them holes up later. And with his, I do the same thing. 
if I'm washing clothes and your socks are not in there, that means your socks, I don't know where the fuck your socks, where you put your socks. So, I mean, we, we argue about that, but I just stop arguing. I just get quiet. I'm like, sir, if I'm telling you I can't keep up with my stuff, why are you still relying on, on me to act, to know where your socks are? I don't eat socks. I don't wipe my ass with socks. I don't do anything weird with socks. If they're not there, I don't have the abracadabra power at this point to make them disappear. That means you don't know where your shit is either, which why would I know if you don't know? The end. Because he wore them and you're supposed to know. You're supposed to know everything he do. The fuck? You didn't get that part of you must then get your wife manual in the mail when you get it. Never got it. Y'all can actually keep it at this point because I'm pretty sure it's got brown at the bottom from being washed up in the ocean and never got to me. Matter of fact, where are my socks? Where where is that them pants that I like? Why don't you know where they are? <laughs> you ain't signed up for that shit. I don't know where they please. Anywho. I don't know. I don't know. I Somebody send the email to us to let me know if you a wife that keep all the socks together and know where everybody's socks is. Brittany, I am. you don't count. Whatever. I don't. No, bitch. Okay. And, and my, I just be telling him, look, it safety pins on the counter. When you take your socks off, hit them with a safety pin so at least I can find two of them together when I do find one. I, I've started to do that as well. Um... But it's a system that you can't be the only one doing it by yourself mm-hmm. or you can just get a safety pin gun and shoot a nigga with him because otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> I'm just saying, what's the point? I'm, I'm the only one keeping up with this system. That shit ain't going to work by yourself. But. Ooh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you know where the kids are at too? Because... Mm-hmm. Well, I was at Maya Malik wash their own clothes. Um, so I'm just responsible for my clothes, Car's clothes, and Carson. Car does wash clothes, and he does he does a good job of, like, if I leave my shirt on the floor or whatever, he'll pick it up and wash it. But um, I've trained Carson to put both of the socks. If it's dirty, it goes in the dirty clothes. I've trained him to where if, if mommy sees it on the floor, I'm going to throw it away. And Carson really likes socks. And he's a thing about socks. So he makes sure his socks are together. Well, we need to have a sock lesson one-on-one. One thing I do do for moms or whomever, if, okay, so we have a, a bucket of socks uh that match so we have you know i fold them up put them in the bucket and then we have a bucket of socks that don't match um don't have a mate and so when the buck when the bucket gets too full of the ones that don't have a mate what we do is i like put on a movie i get them some snacks or whatever and then we have a sock party so i dump out all the socks and then we match them up and the person who gets the most matches i'll give them a treat that's a good idea so, yeah, we have sock parties every now and again. We have them, like, twice a year. Three times a year, but, yeah. If niggas would just keep up with their own sock, we wouldn't even have to have a party. I could have my own sock party. It's just really annoying. You're right. I just don't ever see me folding. No pun intended. <laughs> I don't ever see me folding into the socks. I'm just... 
I've, I've let you know this is an area that is very weak for me. Mm-hmm. Stop me for it. Let's move on. Because when I asked him, hey, remind me to do this. Mm, that's very weak. So that he ain't my reminder. You can't even remember to do the shit that you want to do. Why would I put more stuff on your plate when I know you're struggling with you? Wow. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I have a couple left, and I'll just go through these quickly. Um, that, that was the last one you said on yours, right? Yes. I my next one would that shit I wish I would have known in my twenties was to be more open minded to others' views and not be so righteous and religious. And mm-hmm. pretty fresh out of vacation Bible school in your twenties, like everything is really what you thought it was. Like everything you're learning that everything is not what you thought it was, and that your view of the world probably has changed based on you know how you probably saw when you were in church and I just wish that I was a little bit more open-minded earlier on um but I guess that's just something that you learn with time and I wouldn't have been like oh you gotta you know you got a buddha statue you must be buddhist and it's like no sis actually no and even if they want to put some oranges and tangerines in front of it that is not meaning that somebody is just you, it's like from a religious point of view you just can think of it like oh you're just so different you're just way out there you believe in the wrong shit and it's like that ain't this ain't that and I just wish I would have been more open minded to just you know other opinions and views in general okay I agree with that yeah um, <clears throat> also I would say this is a big thing for me that hobbies or whatever you're interested in can be careers and it's okay to be creative and not just oh, I'm just going to go to work and make money. Like, you can combine the two. I didn't really realize that there was a concept until really just a few years ago. Like, oh, people are doing things they love to do, and it's it's colorful and fun, and it's, you know, not just straightforward and spreadsheets. And it's almost like I was kind of afraid to kind of let go and, and have talent and be paid for something that I actually enjoy doing because God fucking forbid. You know? Right, but we're not taught that, you know, you can make money off the shit you love to do. No, it's the both worlds. Right, it's just it's 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 just I feel like we're more like brainwashed and more groomed. We're groomed for something else, and not like all this fun stuff. Because our parents were kind of grooming us based on what worked for their generation, and it just that when the millennials hit, shit wasn't working for us the same way as it was working for Gen Z. Um, so I wish I would have known that. Um, also, the last thing I would say is I have make time for yourself instead of putting others first. And normally that is something you do. But I just feel like we could just, st- especially for, for for those of you who were who had children in your 20s. So it's kind of like you always have to put your children first, but not realizing that you're not okay, then they're not okay. They're, they might, yeah, you might have, got them a bath you might uh you know did the things you needed to do but did they have to see you in emotional stress the whole day did they have to you know what I mean like I just wish that and for me that wasn't the case but I just wish I would have made more time um for myself and not have to be worried about what somebody else was doing and also with that Brittany mentioned something very early on like a lot of my 20s I spent thinking about me being 30 I don't even understand like why why do we do that it was like oh I'm gonna be 30 so I need to have this this and this 
I remember talk, talking to my mom at 25 and I was like, oh, I'm five years from 30. Like, I'm just some old ass dinosaur ass bitch. And I'm just like, really? Where does, where is this coming from? This is just a societal thing that's just very trash. It's like, you want to enjoy your 20s and you get there and you like rushing so you can get older to 30. For what? The 30s are shit. They're not, I, I mean, I mean, obviously they can be great, but she get real in your 30s. You recouping from 20, so just making time for yourself and, and I guess being in the moment of being in your 20s and not rushing to get to the damn 30s. So that is what, so those are some of the things that I wish I would have known. In my 20s, I agree with you about the getting older thing. It's like you turn 25 and it's, oh, I'm going to be 30. Listen to me, the third, the third, the 30s have been the best for me like it's been the the worst of times but the best of times at the same time so it's like I saw somebody phrase it perfectly the other the other day the 30s is like your 20s but with more money yeah I would say that I think for for me I would say I, I like my as, as as much shit as I went through in my 20s I like my 20s better I guess because I feel like I had a I truly just, I mostly did what I wanted to do, but on a way less responsible scale, I would say. So I don't know. I think 30s just come with like a lot more seriousness. And I'm like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't feel about it in my 30s. <laughs> I don't want an adult anymore. But yeah, I just wish I wouldn't have spent like the last five years of my 20s thinking about being 30 and like, I don't know, biting my nails about it, and then, like, what? No, it doesn't make any sense. One thing I've learned in this whole process of life as I've been here, I'm no longer rushing being older or rushing getting ready for, like, I'm ready to do this, or I'm ready to do that. And when it comes, it comes. And I don't, I'm trying to get in the space of not rushing things, because if you rush it, then it doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. Yeah, because it's not finished coming together. So I'm just learning how to take that, you know, day by day, day to, you know, a day at a time, and growing from what I was yesterday. I'm trying to be one percent better than I was yesterday. You know, that's it. If you could just get that one percent, it's 365 days in the year. You're gonna be a lot better if you actually put some work into it, not just be like. See a flaw, recognize a flaw, know that you and say, "Up, oh, I'm working on it." No, the fuck you not. Oh, that's just how I do, stick. That's just how I am. I, I get so tired of people saying that. That's just how I am. Fucking fix it. Right. It's like okay, because that's how you are. You gotta stay that way. So if something breaks in your house and the toilet don't flush no more, you're like, "Up, oh, that's just how the toilet is." It's just how it is. No, it got doo doo running out of it. Fix it. You got doo-doo running at your soul. You need to fix that shit. Fix it. Get that doo-doo up. Shit. The fuck? <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> it stinks. So, yeah. So, yes, these are the things that we wish we had have learned in our 20s. Thank you for having this conversation with me because it's a lot of shit we should have known, but we didn't. We ain't need that know, but you know what? We have character, and we know now, and we got a little bit of our money now. Baby, just a little. Just a little. Just a little bit.
All right, and we back. Listen, I've been eating uh, white chicken chili. It's so good. Let me see. It's gone. Damn. I teared it up like Carson said. Teared it up. <laughs> Damn. It's good. It, listen, I've been waiting for fall, bitch. Okay. I have some of the best soup ideas. You know, I'm not even a soup girl. But baby, this butternut squash will not wait. I am. You, I've never had butternut squash. I've had the soup, but any other thing, I've never had it like cubed up or anything like that. So when I come visit you, I want some butternut squash. I'm actually going to make a video of me making it because I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I feel like I made some, some type of, I can't remember what I made. It was like, was it butternut? It was some type of squash or pumpkin I made soup that I made last mm-hmm. turkey wings in it mm-hmm. and dumplings in it bitch that shit went so hard it was gone before I knew it I made a big pot it was gone mm-hmm. so I just cannot wait to make my butternut squash soup mm-hmm. a little bit of heavy cream some cheeses a little bit of turkey little i think i'll probably put a little sweet potatoes off it no 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 not sweet potatoes. i'm gonna do the dumplings again mm-hmm. i haven't decided if i want honey butter cornbread with the shit or jalapeno cheddar mm, can you just can you make a jalapeno honey cheddar cornbread i'm gonna combine all all three of them hoes together baby listen that jalapeno cornbread hit different don't it oh we Lord, yeah, I made some homemade uh chicken noodle soup yesterday, and then I made some homemade white chicken chili. And y'all niggas should have never let it get cold outside. It's hoodie season. I love me a good hoodie. Yeah. So it's cooling down there. Yes, it's time for me to bring my plants inside because actually one day next week is supposed to be like in the low 50s high 40s so it's time to bring my plants inside one of my plants has flowered and i'm so proud of myself but yeah it's time to bring them in and do something with them have not made a plan for that yet but well i made a plan now i gotta execute the shit because um my plants are situated around the deck and i have to go out and escort the dog out because he likes to try me when i don't go outside ooh wee ooh wee and he know better he you he knows better cuz he would clean jump over them but here recently he just kind of been stopping by him and sniffing i'm like keep it fucking moving don't even do that he know better maybe it smells like the old place the plants um Sure, it just smells like something. He's like, I should pee on this. That's just the vibe that I get. I'm gonna like, beat your ass. <laughs> I plan to be going through shock after that. Like, anyways, moving to our stone of the week segment. This week's stone is gonna be kyanite, typically mm. blue kyanite. Um, so kyanite typically is a blue color. But it can be green, white, yellow, um, or black. Um, the stone, this stone actually, I've read um, a couple of things that um, this stone, it doesn't really hold. Oh, you have that? Look yeah. at that. Come on, blue kyanite head ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was like last week. I'm like, why do I have, what was that? Um, 
forgot. Uh, uh, Carnelian. Carnelian, right. Um, it says that I, I read somewhere that the stone cannot hold negative energy, so it doesn't need to be cleansed, but I think it just depends on how long you've been using a stone for. Um, anyway, it says, so anyway, this stone cannot be left submerged in water as it will dissolve. So this is not a type of stone if you're going to cleanse it that you use water with. Um, kyanite is known for its ability to bring all of the chakras into alignment. Um, I also read that each color has an associated chakra um, that they are most effective to healing, but that the stone is powerful, you know, within itself, that it would, um, it's a powerful healing crystal with a high vibration and any color can help with any issue. But a lot of what I was reading was that it was good for the third, the, um, throat chakra and it helps with communication issues and self-expression. Um, and also can help dream recall and bring healing dreams um just a physical fact about it that i saw that it's used in forms of porcelain um such as those used to uh, make dentures sinks and bathroom fixtures so that was pretty interesting so blue kyanite that's actually a really beautiful stone where do you remember where you got that um somebody gave it to me as a gift this bitch this is a healing podcast but she's like <laughs> a popular person who makes connections with people and they just send her gifts i must be a sour ass lemon asshole because don't nobody send me gifts but Brittany lemon <laughs> <laughs> nobody. listen i i want to say like besides you the internet has been a great source of finding friends truly and I have to show you the, the crystals that uh, my friend Renika sent me. I'm going to start following her so I can see what y'all got going on. Y'all cute. <laughs> I want an internet friend. I just be like, girl, that's real cute. But I have started like interacting more in groups. Mm. Easiest way to kind of just like, you know, get your footing in. This one group in particular, I won't say what it's called on here, but I can tell you later. Um, I was invited to, and I just feel really like, hey, this is cool, and I like this. And I will say things here, and I will offer advice because people really seem to need it as well. And I mean, I'm feeling y'all in this motherfucking group or whatever. It's not the Yoni box. Bitch, I lasted in that group for like a week and a half, and I was like, why? Would anybody want to keep dealing with these simple assholes in this group? I must go. Couldn't do it. What What is that group about? Girl, it's, listen, y'all, you know, as I've grown, I don't really get into the ratchetry. I don't follow shade room. I don't do any of that. If it's negative, I don't want no dealings. But the Yoni box be having me rolling. Do y'all hear me? One, sometimes people just say the most ignorant things in the only box. Somebody said what got me was, do y'all be smelling y'all niggas' booties? <laughs> she made that up because I know. I swear to God. And listen to me. After they get up or like... Listen, she was smelling, she was like, do y'all smell y'all niggas' drawers? And I was like, what? 
I just don't understand why anybody would want to pick up a nigga's drawers and, and proceed to put their nose on the seat of them. So, Brittany, unmute yourself and let me know about you smelling your nigga drawers. Listen. <laughs> 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 This something you ain't got to never worry about me doing. Ever. I said, sis, excuse me. It's it's just it's some it's sometimes it can be really positive, sometimes it can be really ratchet. And I be trying to like to get outside of my ratchet personality, but seeing these 20-some-year-old girls be going through it, it'd be like, ooh, this is entertaining. Let me see. Cause I ain't got no, I ain't got nothing going on in my life. Well, you know what? That is that's exactly who'll be the twenty-something-year-old girls. Like, why the fuck? I can't remember something. Something somebody asked ticked me off so bad. I left the comment, and I just removed myself from the group because I was like, "Girl, it's, I wouldn't know what it was." <laughs> I really think it was something like it was something pertaining, something very obvious, like something like something dealing with a dude and her and her a girl and her dude related to another girl it was kind of like she was wondering if something was going on but the way she presented it was like the fuck of course what what are you saying like you feel kind of type this shit in a group why you not beating his ass um you asking like it's a possibility it could be another way like i forgot how she phrased and i don't just want to make up nothing but it was very like much so, I just want somebody to tell me, is this normal? Bitch, you know it ain't normal. You don't need us. To, you don't need to come to no group to make yourself look stupid. And at that moment, I, I decided that this ain't something I could be a part of. I'm not at the point in my life where I can find this entertaining. I'm still annoyed by it, and I got to go. Baby, listen, I be getting my life in there. I still got some ways to go. <laughs> I still got some ways to go, but yeah. Okay, so we've been talking for a long ass time. God, do you? Have to be well, an hour and a half. No, it's almost two hours, right? I, I, I don't see the time. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what are, what are you manifesting for this week? Real quick, this week I'm manifesting prosperity. This week I'm manifesting oh, yes. ideas. This week I'm manifesting a little more productivity. And I am manifesting peace and harmony in my household amen that, what the kids say that's it that's the one right there <laughs> that's the one that's yeah. the one right there okay in harmony just be like ooh, little harmony just we ain't singing together me 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 get on key bitch the fuck <laughs> <laughs> <That is> you <laughs> Okay, so I would also like to say I am manifesting for this week. I want to be a lot more softer. I want to um, grow in my femininity. See, I'm so much of a nigga, I can't say it. (laughs) I want to be more feminine. Um, I want to be a lot more softer. Uh, I don't have to, you know put my hands up every time somebody say something to me so be i knock your ass out <laughs> i'm tr- i'm trying to change i really am um i also want to keep the spirit of 
keeping my focus on my shit and not bringing my head up above water unless I can't breathe. I said, I want to continue to. Now, it was, you know what, since the George Floyd thing, I don't like to, like, I don't like to say keeping my foot on my neck. I don't like to say that no more. And that's really unfortunate, but I want to keep, you know, I I realized once you keep your head down and in your shit, you ain't got time for nobody else's shit. And she was a lot more focused and aligned. So I want to keep the same alignment. I want to, you know, increase my productivity. I want to, I'm ready to take myself to the next level and I see it coming. So that's what I'm manifesting for the rest of the year to TBH. Amen. Amen.